and this is Sister Rose with your word of today on Radio Maria. So I have just completed my first year of training as a psychotherapist and one of the main reasons, perhaps the main reason, that people seek therapy is because of problems in their relationships. And therapy is about giving people a space to explore their problems and especially their feelings. And it's common for people to express that they feel unloved or misunderstood or taken for granted in a relationship. And what's interesting when doing family therapy or couples therapy is that sometimes one person expresses feeling unloved or underappreciated and the other person or people are hurt or horrified to hear such a revelation. They were genuinely trying or believed that they were already fulfilling their family's emotional needs. And perhaps understandably, this can give way to feelings of great frustration on both sides. One person is trying their best to love, sometimes at great personal effort, but the other person is not experiencing that love and both parties are dissatisfied. However, change comes with opening up the lines of communication by asking, for example, what is it you need me to do to help you feel loved? Now, we might ask the same question in our relationship with God. What is it God asks me to do to show him that I love him? and by extension, my neighbour too. This question is important for two reasons. Either we become negligent in our relationship with God and fail to make an effort to uphold our side of the relationship. Or alternatively, we may be mistaken in how we think God asks us to love him. The whole of human history is full of examples of different cultural and religious practices trying to offer honour to God. Various rituals, prohibitions, and at its most extreme, the offering of human sacrifices. Human beings seem to have an intuitive knowledge of the necessity of offering sacrifices and giving thanks to God, but the issue is doing it in the right way and not trying to please God by our own ideas. And this is why today's first reading is one of the most significant parts of scripture. Today, we hear the giving of the law of Moses on Mount Sinai, the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. This is God telling us in concrete stone tablets, no less, how he is to be loved and worshiped as we later hear from the lips of Jesus to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So we don't have to guess, and we don't have to labor unfruitfully or anxiously under a confusing or capricious God, things that he doesn't even ask us. The commandments free us to love rightly. Only a few chapters previously in Exodus, we hear how God freed the Israelites from slavery in the land of Egypt. However, God does not leave his people in a vacuum without a compass, and nor is he only concerned with his people's political freedom. 
Instead, the giving of the law is God telling his people what freedom looks like and what to do with it. Freedom not only from, from oppression, from evil and sin, but also freedom for, for the good, for his glory. And this is why the commandments are a gift. If I recall the lessons of my therapeutic practice, I can see that clear boundaries and clear communication allow freedom and love to flourish in us and in others. And so it is with God. The gift of the commandments is the gift of God himself and his holy will. One of the Psalms from morning prayer today reminds us that the Lord has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. So the commandments are also a sign of his everlasting love for his people, a love made manifest in the making of the covenant. In Exodus, the revelation of the commandments is granted between the proposal of the covenant and its conclusion. After the people had committed themselves to do all that the Lord had said and to obey it. The commandments express the implications of belonging to God through the establishment of the covenant. They establish, if you like, the boundaries of the love relationship. This is why the Ten Commandments are never handed on without first recalling the covenant, and they find their full meaning only within the context of the covenant. If we return to what I said about relationships earlier, a deepening relationship will at some point rely less on explicit communication and requirements between partners as, each, as to each one's needs or likes, and instead develop into intuition, spontaneity, a genuine self-gift. And so it is with the new and everlasting covenant found in Jesus Christ, who by his life and by his preaching attested to the permanent validity of the Ten Commandments. Indeed, he came to give the law its spirit. And this is the sign of the deepening relationship between God and his people, the inner understanding that accompanies knowledge of the beloved. There is an interesting parallel between the giving of the law, which we hear in today's first reading, and the giving of the Holy Spirit recorded in the book of Acts. The Ten Commandments were given by God to the people of Israel at Mount Sinai 50 days after their exodus from Egypt, and the descent of the Holy Spirit was given 50 days after the resurrection. And the Spirit is the key to unlocking the essence of the law and today's Gospel reading. In today's Gospel, Jesus reinforces the point he's been implying throughout his teaching on the parable of the sower by these words. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom without understanding, the evil one comes and carries off what was sown in his heart. What this verse highlights is the need to seek understanding of God's word. Now, one way of understanding is just on a purely humanistic or literal level. But this doesn't go far enough when applied to the life and teachings of Jesus. That's why so many people rejected, misinterpreted or ignored him. To understand the words of God, we need supernatural understanding. This is what the parables are trying to get us to do, to dig deeper into the mystery. But we don't have to do it alone. 
At baptism, we receive the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. These gifts were given to us to help us be disciples of Jesus. Three of these gifts, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, are gifts which illuminate our intellect on a supernatural level so that we can better understand and love God's word in scripture, in church teaching, and in our lives. Returning to our first reading today, it is through the illumination of the Holy Spirit that we shall fulfill what Jesus says is the first and greatest commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. 
We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.